Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, thanks for listening to Dirt and Sprague On Demand, a Service Patriots podcast. Service Patriots is your home comfort solution for all your heating and air conditioning needs. Check out the latest special offers for our listeners at servicepatriots.com slash the fan. This week, the Ducks and Huskies do battle. Huskies can't stop the clock. This game's going to be over. And Oregon has come to Seattle. They're going to come out on top. Fourth down and three. Back to throw. Quick throw. Incomplete! Oregon's going to get the ball back. This is an Oregon versus Washington week edition of Dirt and Spray. Brought to you by Grillworks Supply Company. Off Hall Boulevard in Beaverton. Come tailgate at the largest grilling retailer center in the Pacific Northwest this Saturday. Or visit them online at grillworkspdx.com. Top with our pads. Oregon versus Washington week with Dirt and Spray on 1080 The Fan. All right, welcome back in. Our... Numero dos here on 1080 The Fan, the Odyssey app, and of course, 99.5 HD2. Uh, where's the read? <laughs> Why do we got eight reads in here? Got a lot of reads. You doing all right over there? People doing commercials. And... Why do we got two Dusty Danny <laughs> scripts? Throw them away! <laughs> Throw your crap away! You're on one today, man. My team got eliminated. Ah, calm down. It's a Friday. A gambler's picking against my college football team. <laughs> At least my football, my NFL team is going to trounce Your the NFL Browns. team's going to win the Super Bowl. They are going to... Well, stop! They're going to win the Super Bowl. It's going to happen. Can we get to November, please? Can nah, you it's going to happen. It? I'm going to label it right now. All right, well, your team's going to win this weekend. We don't even need to talk about it. Thank you. You want to spray the line right now? What I totally agree. Let's just wrap it up. Head on <laughs> on our weekend. That sounds great. Let's go play some golf. It's going to be sunny today. Dude, I don't want to waste a segment on this because yeah. I got numbers to get to, but I uh, I caught some random dude on Twitter last night. I don't even know how it gets into my algorithm anymore. Elon has destroyed the app I used to love. They keep sending me to the for you crap thing. Or yeah. For, like, it, and it just, I, and then I'm like scrolling and I'm like, why am I seeing this? And then on my normal timeline, I don't see tweets from people that I follow anymore. Like, you'll send out tweets, and then I'll go to our show page to do something, to send out, like, a tease or whatever, and I'll see a Brandon Sprague tweet, and I'm like, dude, I didn't, I was on Twitter, and I did not see that tweet. You should unmute me. (laughs) If you don't block me, you can see my stuff. (laughs) What if I did block you on Twitter? Like, people were reporting on it, and we just didn't acknowledge the report. Show beef. Like, the end of Mike and Mike, and they're like, they hate each other. Like, welcome into Mike and Mike today. (laughs) Ha, 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 ha. No, you know why I think your team's going to win the Super Bowl this year? This is a very uh, weird Johnson family angle. I didn't want to talk about this. Uh, When I was born, two days after, or not, yeah, two days before I was born. Okay. You know who won the Super Bowl? 
The Niners? The San Francisco 49ers. Okay. You know when my sons do? Two days before? Super Bowl Sunday. Really? He's due on Super Bowl. I mean, that's so the that... due date, so it's likely going to come a week before, a week after, but roughly the week of the Super Bowl. <laughs> and I, I'll never forget, my dad had to DVR the Super Bowl. Right. And it was the year, I think they beat the Bengals in 89. It was the, the John Montana. Taylor game. Hey, there's John Candy. Yeah. It was that game. John Taylor. And uh, so, yeah, that's why I think your team's going to win the Super Bowl. I don't know how those two things are exactly the same, but They're I love exactly that the you're same. finding a the angle. A Johnson boy is born, we win the Super Bowl. <laughs> another Johnson boy's coming, we're winning the Super but Bowl Another again. Johnson's <laughs> coming into the world. It's the Niners year. That's right. Um, anyways, I, I, I somehow stumbled across... A random account diving into the who Oregon's real rival is, and then oh God. then that leads into the Duck fan telling you who the real rival, who I really hate. Hmm. And uh, we it, hate you both. We hate Washington. Yeah, well, we hate Oregon State. That's how it works. It got me fired up because I am excited about this matchup. I'm generally going to sit on my couch on Saturday, pull a Christopher Mad Dog Russo, <laughs> and write down a bunch of notes and enjoy this because I have numbers. But I also come into a football Friday dirt, and I tell you, I don't know if the numbers matter. Because everything all these numbers tell me is neither one of these teams, I I guess in some way, Oregon's obviously been tested with Tech on the road. Uh, Washington, you know, Arizona kind of came back at the end. But it's not like their opponents are all that great right now. You go through Hawaii and Michigan State. You go through the, the gauntlet of opponents. I don't really know if there's one that the other's bragging about. So I don't know how much numbers bear out what Saturday's going to tell us. It's really disrespectful to Hawaii. I don't know why you need to go there. It's an elite passing offense. It's scoring points on everybody, and it's just a shot below the ballot. It's not necessary. Um, I, I am genuinely excited for this game. This is what we this is what we love about college football, man. It's rivalry matchups. There's a ton on the line. We know the animosity that exists between the two programs, the two fan bases. We remember vividly how last year's game ended and how it was a, it was a classic. I don't go back and watch it because it's too painful to go back and watch. But we had an incredible season of Pac-12 football that might have been the best game, but there were a lot of games to choose from uh, last season. And I'm hoping that this one lives up to the hype as well, obviously hoping that my team ends up on top. There's a million different angles that you can go down in terms of what's the number matchup that it favors this team or that team. And when you dive deep enough into it, there are enough stats that you can point to to say Washington's passing attack. Look at X, Y, and Z. That's why they're going to win. Or look at Oregon's ability to be more balanced offensively. That's why they're going to win. I think ultimately, and this is like a boilerplate that you can just cut and paste and play on every game or every preview that we ever do. Games are largely won and lost at the line of scrimmage. And I think it comes down to me for... Can Oregon run the football the way that I think that they can run the football? And I, the counter-argument is, well, they did it last year, uh, and they lost, and that's, that's fine. I think if you run for 300 yards again this year, you're going to find a way to win this game. And can your defensive front be as disruptive as I think that they can? I think it's the biggest advantage that Oregon has going into this game. When you just look, I, there are deeper stats that you can dive into, but when you just look at sacks, the total number of sacks on the season. Sure. UW's not doing it. Washington has five games. They have six sacks in five games. It's yeah. barely a sack a game. Oregon's at 18. The only team with more sacks defensively is USC, and they have 22 through their six games. They've played one more game than Oregon at this point in the season. That, to me, is the biggest advantage. Is Oregon's front defensively, can they get home without having to blitz? And if they can, I like their chances to win the so game. So if I if I come in if I come into the show Monday, I don't we talk about the result, but like if I come into the show Monday and I tell you uh Oregon wins time of possession, I, I guess I don't know the break, nine to ten minutes longer than you dub. Mm-hmm. 
You think that's a, a Oregon win? I do think it's an Oregon win. That was what they had the difference of last year too. It was. Like th- this is what's interesting to me is because I I I don't disagree with Oregon's defensive line has clearly been upgraded. I I I don't Dorless obviously still here. Burt's coming in as a transfer. He's the sack leader for them right now. They're rotating guys, as you noted earlier this week, so everybody's kind of fresh. Mm-hmm. I heard Lanning talking a little bit about this with Isaac and Souk. But every, I guess everything about Oregon-Washington from last year is kind of what everybody is saying Oregon needs to do this year. And, yeah, fourth down, Bo Nix hurt, you know, a play here or there. But all of those criteria were there. And the Huskies' rush attack wasn't very good last season. It was very middle of the road to bottom of the Pac-12 compared to some of the other teams. Mm -hmm. And so I guess what I'm saying is I know Oregon's upgraded their defensive line, but if those numbers were similar last year and UW could win, is there a possibility Washington's offense is better given it's another year in the DeBoer system with all of the receivers back? It very well could be. There's no doubt about it. What I would point to last year, I, I don't like using last year even as an example. Well, I just, I'm just using numbers because, you know, like sure. the rush attack has been mentioned. 300 yards is pretty damn impressive. Nine minutes plus in time yeah. of possession. Their pass attack was good. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you look at the scoreboard and you go, everything says Oregon, but Washington wins by three. Oregon was up 31-27 to in that game in the fourth quarter. They went on a 20-play, 91-yard drive. 20-play, 91-yard drive. They burned 10 and a half minutes of game time off of the clock on a 20-yard, 20-play, 91-yard drive. And that was the drive that Bo Nix eventually got hurt. If they score a touchdown on that drive, it's 31-27. They go up 38-27 late in the fourth quarter. The game is over. Yeah. The game is over. He gets hurt. They have to settle for a field goal because you're not at that moment going for it on fourth down with Ty Thompson. Ironic because they did it later. You kick a field goal. You only go up by seven. Washington then responds and scores a touchdown immediately, and the game is tied up. So I we can I think if you play that game ten times last year, the outcome could differ in every single game that you play, right? Right. So I think a lot of times just looking at the matchups and saying, well, you did it last year and you didn't win, that means you can't do it again this year. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily buy into that. And I think if Oregon can follow a similar script, the difference though that I want to see from them this year is I want to see them get off to a better start. If you remember last year, Washington got the ball to open the game, and they went 75 yards in like seven plays. It was just a breeze down the field. It was an impressive drive, Just boom, they scored a touchdown. Tony Castricone, who is the voice of the Huskies, who we're going to have on the pregame show tomorrow. Hey, hello. uh, Had a stat that I didn't even know this. I think he had tweeted out this week that Oregon has won 17 straight games in which they've scored first. It was something along those lines. That's a pretty remarkable stat, that they like to get out to leads, they like to play with their style, and they like to dictate the tempo as the game goes forward. Washington is going to obviously try to thwart that. They did last year. And I think if you're Oregon, that's the script that you want to reverse. You want to be able to lean on them in the second half of this game with a lead, allowing your pass rush to get after Penix, allowing your offense the ability to take as much time as you want and to run the football and put Washington, who already has a hard time at times running the football, put them into pretty obvious passing situations and say, okay, our front's going to win against your offensive line. I got more. I got numbers I want to throw at you, Dirt. I also want to talk about Kalen DeBoer a little bit and just this game in general. So we got a whole lot more to get to. We'll talk with Softy coming up at the bottom of the hour. Dirt and Sprague back with more Ducks and Huskies talk next on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Dave Softy Mahler, 93.3 KJR up in Seattle. They're fancy. They got the FM dial. We're still on the AM. That they do. I guess I said DVR in the last segment. I meant VCR. He recorded the Super Bowl on a, on a VCR. He used to be able to do that. I have that VHS tape, actually. Yeah. It's the one Niners Super Bowl from the 80s I have on VHS. I've oh. watched it uh, religiously. <laughs> yeah. Roger Craig, Hall of Fame running back, by the way. Roger Craig. Put man. him in the Hall of Fame. All-timer. Uh, you know, more on this. I'm going to throw just couple samples of numbers that I don't, I think you're going to tell me, Sprague, I don't care. Sprague, what a waste of your time to look into these numbers. You're an idiot. Well, because you know, one big talking point in this is obviously the Husky defense. Mm-hmm. And, and you've brought this up of what is Washington's defense going to give up? How are they going to perform? I do think naturally certain sides of the ball in college football exclusively can tend to play a little better at home, a little more fired up, a little more juice. For sure. So I dove into some of these numbers here just real quick. And I looked at, like, passing offenses, okay? So these are who Oregon has taken on. Because this is a big part of this, too, is the Oregon secondary. Mm -hmm. Obviously, the defensive line needs to get pressure on Penix. Mm -hmm. He hasn't been pressured a whole lot. These are the passing offensive statistics of Oregon opponents this year. I didn't put Portland State in it. I don't think they can. Yeah, Yeah, it's FCS. Texas Tech is 82nd. Mm -hmm. Stanford's 104th. Hawaii is 30th. And Colorado is 8th. Colorado is easily your most impressive victory, I thought. So an average level of pass offense they face this year is 56, okay? Uh, if you look at UW with rushing offense, because we talk about the run attack for Oregon, their defense has faced Tulsa, who's 28th, mm-hmm. Boise State's 40th, Arizona's 59th, Michigan State is a dreadful 106, <laughs> and Cal is 11th. Cal's so, 11th, really? That's a surprising stat. That's all they can do is run the ball. Oh, that's true. Jaden Knott's amazing. So the average level of rushing attack UW has faced is around 48th. Mm-hmm. UW, surprisingly in this stat, this one shocked me, UW's past defense is second in Pac-12 opponent completion percentage. For some reason, I don't know what it is, UW is like averaging right now their opponents somewhere in the 50s of a completion percentage. Mm. If Bo Nix is that, I'd imagine that's not going to be a very good day. No. They've also taken on interesting passing offenses, because I know Oregon can do that too. Arizona 31st, Michigan State 55th, Boise State 56th, Tulsa a dreadful 110, and Cal a dreadful (laughs) 86th. So about middle-of-the-road passing offenses is what they have faced. I'm more just curious to see, like, commonalities and how strong certain groups have been that both of these teams have faced. And that's what kind of leaves me puzzled here. I don't, again, refute the defensive line being upgraded for Oregon, but I did watch Texas Tech move the ball in the air with big wide receivers against that Oregon secondary. Totally. UW's, def- uh, UW's offensive attack has three pretty solid, solidified 
uh, wide receivers. I think it's the best receiving group in the in the nation. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm just curious to see how that's going to happen when they take on this kind of attack offensively versus the other teams they've taken on so far. I'm going to give you an incredibly homer uh, take that I do want to add a caveat to it. Yes. I think some of the numbers on Texas Tech are skewed going forward because their starting quarterback broke his leg the very next game and their offensive is, offensive numbers have not been good since then. I think Texas Tech is a different team with Tyler Shuck than they are without him. We all made fun of them to losing to Wyoming in Week 1. Wyoming might be going to a New Year's Six Bowl game, so I just wanted to throw that out there. I I don't think that's a wrong thing to throw out. I tend to think that's kind of what football gives us every year. I also think people would more tell you tech running with Tyler Shuck uh-huh. is something they'd see in their minds more than passing with Tyler sure, Shuck. Sure, and that's totally fair, right? Totally fair. That was the main focal point of their offense in that game. In Oregon's defense, I said this the week after and I maintain it. I didn't think they played that bad in that game. They just had horrendous penalties at really bad times. Their defense was going to get off the field multiple times in the first half in moments that they could take control of that game. And you had defensive backs, Kyrie Jackson, who has now played himself into a first-round pick, it feels like, over the last month, launching himself into wide receivers with the ball in the air to extend a drive on third and 18, right? There was a lot of those. And so I thought there was, I thought the defense was okay in that game. Penalties crippled that and that is a part of defensive football. I totally understand that. The Colorado win to me was not the most impressive one of the season because I don't think Colorado's a very good football team. I actually label Texas Tech that. I tend to believe that Texas Tech is better than a lot of people give them credit for. Uh, and the numbers, again, at the end of the year are not going to bear that out going forward. Here's the thing about Washington's de- or, or offense against Oregon's defense. Like, Dude, they're going to score. They're going to put up big numbers. They're going to put up big numbers against everybody they play this year. You get you put them against some of the better defenses in the country. They're going to, like, who's slowing them down? These are two, I mean, it's they really a, are the it, two best offenses in college football. The thing about facing this offense is can you be a speed bump? Can you force a field goal in the red zone? Can you force a timely turnover? When your offense is humming, can you get a random three and out because Washington drops a pass on first down? Like, they're going to score 30 points plus in this game. You, I have you like the over. Zero doubt in my mind Do you that like they're the going over? to. What is, it, what is the number at right now? Uh, it was 67 or 68 when I last saw it. I tend to like the over in this okay. game. I know Colin Wilson said he likes the under. I tend, I tend to like the over in this game. But I will maintain and go back to the other side of the football. And that is, like, what, Oregon's defense was terrible last year. We can all agree on that. How many points did Washington score in this game at Autzen? 37. 37. If you score, if you give up 37 again, I trust Oregon's offense to be able to score more than that to this get into year the 40s. Because I don't think Washington has a very good defense. They cannot get after the quarterback. Their rush defense metrics are not very good, and it's one of the reasons why I am. I mean, obviously, I'm taking Oregon no matter what. I don't care what the numbers say, <laughs> but it's one of the reasons why I'm confident in that pick is because I think Oregon's offense is going to come into this game and be able to basically do whatever they want against Washington. I think they're battle tested from playing in a tough environment on the road already this season, and a lot of focus is going to Penn and these wide receivers and how do you stop them and you're not wrong and nobody's wrong nobody can stop them you just need to slow them down and then flip the question and say Bonix has started more games than any quarterback in the history of college football he is as experienced as you could possibly get he's thrown one interception on the season he has not run the football at all outside of the one game that was close that you played this year that you needed him to run and those were massive runs in the second half of that game and so I think him using his legs is going to be unleashed in the second half when you're leaning on Washington going forward I if Washington's defense proves me wrong and holds Oregon below 35 points in this game Oregon's gonna have a really hard time winning I just don't see that happening you know an area that no fan no matter how you feel about Washington or how Washington fan feels about Oregon do you know what area I think both fans would come together and hold hands and say yeah I don't want it Hmm. that could dictate this game Hmm. penalties yeah penalties definitely not Oregon is ninth 
in the conference in yards uh, per game in penalty yardage. You know who's worse? Washington. You know? Yeah, one of the worst in the country. Uh, they are 12th. They are dead last in the conference. And so, like, you're naming all of these great players. I'm thinking of a Dunze deep. I'm thinking of Bo Nix taking off and, you know, picking up a big first out. There's so many talented players in this game that the thing that comes into my mind when I look at that, it says... Oh God! Is this game gonna be dictated on a holding call? Because it's it's such a kill, <laughs> such a buzz kill when it happens. But with these two teams, yeah. like we got a sample size here, they're kind of sloppy in this regard. And it's like, who's gonna be less sloppy on Saturday? That might be the thing to dictate it. I, I will say this too, and I, I we've kind of talked about it throughout the course of the week. I and again, this might end up being totally wrong. I, I tend to believe this is the first of two Oregon Washington matchups. I just I think these teams have shown enough to solidify themselves as the two best in the conference. Maybe somebody maybe it's UCLA, right? Coming out of nowhere, they win this weekend in Corvallis. They don't play anybody tough outside of USC the rest of the season, and they find their way there. But they got to win in Corvallis this weekend in order for that to happen. I, there's nobody on the schedule going forward. Famous last words that scares me the way Washington scares me. Utah's offense is incompetent. I don't think that's a very scary game unless something changes with Cam Rising. at Rice Eccles? Uh, they're at Rice Eccles. Uh, that's that, a little scary. Utah's offense is not good. They're just not I, I know, they're not Rice, You know Rice You Eccles. score 17 yeah. in that game, you're going to win. Uh, <laughs> USC's defense is horrendous, and I, Caleb Williams is going to score on everybody this season. He's going to score again tomorrow, but their defense can't stop a nosebleed, and that to me is not changing. Mm. The Civil War is in Eugene this year, which leaves me more confident. Washington State is in Eugene this year, which leaves me more confident. And so if you avoid that random loss of like Cal or Arizona State, I like your chances in matchups going forward. And I think the same thing exists for Washington, where I don't see USC being able to slow them down to the point of winning the game. They also have Utah on the schedule, but Utah's coming to Seattle. That offense is not scoring in Seattle on the road. They can't score on Weber State at home. So they have to avoid the upsets on the road at Corvallis late in the season. But I think there's a really good chance this is a long overdue fix for the Pac-12 because there's been a lot of years where the two best teams have not met in the Pac-12 title game. I think there's a chance that in the last year of the Pac-12 title, we get a game that, that would be a great rivalry twice. How much does Kalen DeBoer come into your thoughts on the game in terms of, um, like, I know you're going to pick, or I mean, it's your team, right? But, uh, and it's a rivalry game. Mm -hmm. How much does the coach come into your, to your thinking, right? In the SEC, we talk about Saban and Smart and Les Miles, obviously not having the greatest year at LSU, but you know, the coaches of note, uh, he's, he's fairly new to the conference still. He wins 11 games last year. And he beat your team on the road, and now he's at home with an offensive coordinator that Nick Saban was begging to have. I'm curious how much the coaching angle here plays a factor for your for your thoughts. I doesn't. I don't spend a lot of time on it. I don't think there's a huge advantage. I know that might sound blasphemous to some. I, I'm more curious on the coaching angle on the other side. Dan Lanning has talked about regretting some of the decisions he made in that Washington game, primarily just because they didn't work. But I'm curious to see how different his approach is to this game. Like you go again back to that game last year. It's 37-34 final. Oregon tried an onside kick and it didn't work. Washington scored on that possession. And Oregon went for it on fourth and one in their own territory with Ty Thompson at quarterback. They didn't get it. And Washington kicked the game-winning field goal. Those coaching decisions had a huge impact on the outcome of the game. I still don't disagree with those calls. I love being aggressive. I will always maintain that. I don't think going for it on fourth down was the mistake. The mistake was not calling timeout to bring Bo Nix into the ballgame. But I'm curious for a coach who has said he wishes he had some of those calls back. 
do, does he go conservative in this game? Is there a fourth down? They're like, ah, eh, it's kicked the field goal. Or does he continue to roll the dice? Because that's the tough part about being aggressive. When it doesn't work, sometimes you turtle and you regress. We got to get to softy. I do want to ask you how big – it's not like a, well, he's not the coach, he is the coach type of level here. But I, this is where you need to see Dan Lanning shine, right? The defensive guy coming in, you counter to Lincoln Riley is go defensive guy who won title at Georgia – this this game, I mean, it's as simple as he loses this game. If Oregon loses this game, he's 0 for 3 in these rivalry games. And that is something that matters a great deal to Oregon fan. So, like, I'm just kind of curious, not that he's going to, again, shut the offense down from UW, mm-hmm. but this is kind of the game the coach, the head coach, the, the makeup of your program kind of, Hey, let's see it. You're two. You've up, upgraded the defensive line. You got some pretty stout corners in the ba- in the secondary. Pretty big game for Lanning. It's a huge game for Lanning, man. He got to win rivalry games. He was 0-2 in them last year. You seem very confident today. Why wouldn't I be? Well, that's a good point. Well, I guess you're not Somebody beating down Somebody take cocky like dirt is uh, in the yeah. house today. Slice of humble pie coming. I love it, dude. I Let's mean, bring it on. We'll see. I haven't talked to any trash all week. Yeah. I have been very humble. It's a football Friday. You did a little bit and there. And you booked softy, <laughs> and now I'm ready. to. I'm ready. You're letting the dirt out of the cage. All here. right, dirt's out of the cage. <laughs> Dave Softy Mahler in Seattle from KJR joins us next. Uh, we'll spread the line at 830, uh, but softy's next. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. In this wide world of sports, some stories can slip through the cracks. Now, before we do this, let's go over the ground rules. This is the Daily Ticker, where Dirt and Sprague visit the insiders that are covering the stories you've heard about. 
again, some you haven't. How'd you do that? I'm not even mad. It's amazing. The Daily Ticker with Dirt and Sprague on 1080 The Fan. All right, Daily Ticker time here on a football Friday. Thanks for being with us. The big one tomorrow, Oregon and Washington right here on The Fan. 12.30 kick. You can see it on ABC. Joining us now is our dear friend, Dave Softy Mahler. KJR up in Seattle. At Softy, KJR. Softy, good morning to you. How much pressure is on Washington this week, knowing your whole team's going to be gone and you're taking a Mountain West recruiting class into the Big Ten next year? Sorry, your phone was breaking up. What was that? <laughs> I didn't hear you. Me? You a little, uh, a little concerned about that? A little concerned at all about that, Softy? No, I can't hear you. Honestly, what were you saying? Oh, oh no. is it really not working today? Or are you just? Hello. Oh, Hello. Okay, we got you, Softy. We got it's you. Great no? timing. Awesome timing. Odyssey, Portland. Okay, well that's lovely. We take Swag. You want to get him on hold and let him know that we still have him. And uh, I cooked up that question. No, that was week. a great joke that I you made. I cooked up and... that question all week, and that's how that's what I get. Huh? I mean, that's in that what radio does. That's what you it plan does. it. You plan yeah. it. You plan it. <laughs> yeah. Time to execute it doesn't happen. Yeah. All right. Hey, welcome back, Softy. Nice joke. Well done. Yeah. Well done. You guys are so unbelievably gullible. It's unbelievable. Well done. That was a, that was I mean, a good spend, one. You spend the whole night. If I know you guys, you spend the whole night sitting up in bed, staring at the wall, thinking about a joke, thinking about a way to introduce the interview the yeah. following morning, yeah. and then it just bombs because you fall for the oldest trick in the freaking book. Well, unbelievable. Softy. I mean, is that how gullible the entire state is, or is that just you knuckleheads down there? Well, we wouldn't have fallen for it if our radio station oh. quite literally was falling yeah, off the we, airwaves like nine different times in the last yeah. calendar year. We so have, that's, uh, we have a know. lot of problems down here, Softy, and that's why <laughs> well, we listen, fell for you it. Can either, you can either pay football players or you can pay for radio equipment. You can't have both. <laughs> what do you want? What do you want? Well played. Uh, how you feeling, Softy? You, you want Xboxes and barbecues and the locker room and hot tubs and saunas and yeah, that sounds private great. planes and dancing bears, or do you want radio equipment, man? You got to pick one. Hey, we don't do this for clicks, Softy. Okay, we're built on oh, substance yeah. down here. What did you guys think of that, by the way, when he said that, Dan Lanning? I like that he publicly responded and gave himself some recruiting stuff, but I mean, I'm laughing in my living room because I'm like, you don't fight for clicks. You're fighting for only wins. And then, like, here's our uniform this week. It's right. You know, it's yeah. a bit of obvious, yeah. but he he responded in an obvious way and it got him traction, positive momentum. It's all recruiting battle, man. That's all this stuff is. It's entertainment and it's, you know, convincing the next kid to come to your school. Yeah. Well, he seems a little wound up to me this week. Uh, I don't know. Who was the guy that was reporting that? Uh, is it Dorless? Is that the defensive end yeah. who was missing practice? Is it Crapia? Is it, what the hell is the guy's name? Crapia? Yeah, we'll roll with that. That works. That's okay. No, that's about right. Yeah, yeah. That's, that sounds he was He was reporting that, that he wasn't at practice, and then Lanning got all irritated, and then there was something going around uh, Twitter or X or whatever the hell it is about fans thought he left practice to go to a jersey reveal. Is that right? That is not, yeah. So that was, I think that's why Lanning was a little hot and bothered. He missed practice on Tuesday. Nobody knows why. There was some conflict, but he was back at practice on Wednesday. But everybody ran with it on social media that he was he was going to be out for the game because he wasn't at practice, and that clearly wasn't the right. case. And he also wasn't the guy that was in the uniform reveal, so that wasn't the case yeah. either, and that was the other speculation. Let, let's get to the matchup, though, Softy. Like, I have no doubt in my mind. We know how good Penix is. We know how good the wide receivers are. Like, Washington's going to move the ball on everybody and score a lot of points. Yeah. I think the matchup comes down to the other side of the football, and what does Washington do to try and slow down Oregon, a team that's a little more balanced offensively? How do you feel about the Husky defense? What are we, five, six games in? 
Yeah, well, first of all, I'll just say this, going back to your stupid-ass Mountain West recruiting comment <laughs> that you made start the radio show, which I heard every second of. I mean, Washington had that same Mountain West recruiting class a year ago, and they went to Austin Stadium and won a game 37-34. to 34. So maybe, maybe coaching matters. Maybe Washington's got better coaches than Oregon does. I mean, maybe, maybe Washington's not the team going for it on fourth and one and watching Noah Whittington slip on a major play last year in the fourth quarter of that game. Maybe, maybe UW has actual substance behind what they're doing uh, versus the flash and dash of the mighty Oregon Ducks. So I think, honestly, not to be a smart ass, but the coaching matchup in this game on Saturday absolutely intrigues me because I, I think anybody with half a brain would look at the rosters and look at the recruiting database and see that Oregon has more highly rated high school football players on their football team than Washington does, at least for now. And a lot of that's on Jimmy Lake and John Donovan, the previous staff, no question about it. Jimmy Lake, I think we're all learning as the years go by, was asleep at the wheel when he was the head coach at UW, and that's why he got fired two years on the job. So I'm, I'm very curious to see the coaching matchup this weekend. I will tell you that I think some of the numbers for UW's defense, and I'm sure you probably can play this game with Oregon as well, are inflated by the fact that they have given up a lot of scores with their second and third string defensive players on the field. For example, the touchdown they gave up against Michigan State, it was 41 to nothing. Mm -hmm. They gave up three touchdowns to California after UW had a 40-point lead on the Bears. They've only allowed four first-half touchdowns the entire season. Uh, I think Oregon's allowed maybe two or three, so they're, uh, they're obviously good as well. But I, I think the defensive, the defensive concerns that a lot of people have for UW in this game, I think, are a little bit overblown. Hmm. What, what, is there a metric for you? We've talked about all these numbers. I don't, you know, sometimes these games, numbers don't really matter, right? It's a bad penalty. It's a special teams blunder. Something stupid can play the factor. Are there numbers that you yeah. see softy that you kind of like in UW's favor? Well, you know, well, first of all, the penalties have got to stop. They've got 32 flags in the last three games, and that's got to be cleaned up. That, that's number one for Washington. But as far as numbers, not really. I mean, that's why I've been saying all week long, I think the matchup favors Oregon. Uh, you know, I told somebody else this earlier in the week that uh, I think it almost be embarrassing for Oregon to lose this game because look at the numbers, man. Everything UW is good at, Oregon has an answer for. Everything Oregon is good at, UW has some issues. For example, number two in total offense. Huskies number 62 in total defense. Oregon's number eight in rushing offense. UW is number 44. Oregon's number 20 in run D, but UW's 102nd in rushing offense. Number 10 in passing offense. Number 91 in pass defense. Blah, blah, blah. We could be here all freaking day, right? Oregon is number six in sacks allowed, but UW doesn't really get after the quarterback. They only got six on the year, 122nd overall in the country. So I, I think a lot of the numbers here favor Oregon in this game. The one X factor in a lot of ways is Michael Penix and that Washington passing offense, which will be by far and away the best passing offense that Oregon has seen all year long. But here's the other side of this, guys. I don't know how much of this you've talked about. I don't think either team has done jack squat this year, to be honest with you. Okay, they're 5-0. and Great. They're top 10. Great. There's a lot of teams that mid-October are 5-0 and in their top 10. But how many people are talking about them in December and January? That's the key. Who have you really beaten? Oregon hasn't done anything. So you beat Texas Tech. Big deal. 
You came back and you beat Stanford. Stanford's a borderline high school team, for God's sakes. And then on the other side of it, what has UW really done? They haven't done anything. They went to East Lansing and beat a Michigan State team now that pretty much quit and was without their head coach. They haven't done anything either. They beat a bad California football team. They beat a middle-of-the-road Boise State team. So I'm finally looking forward to seeing on Saturday these two teams play each other and see what happens. So I think you can throw a lot of those numbers out the damn window, to be honest with you. How's your blood pressure this week? You doing okay? Uh, I'm just looking forward to this thing being over, to be honest with you. How much time (laughs) we got left here? Isn't that funny? You look forward to it every year, and then it's here, and you're like, just get it done with already. I think even more than time. We does, do this yeah. on Friday because I've been doing a ton of these all week yeah. long, and frankly, I'm getting sick and tired of talking about the game. <laughs> By the way, are you are you bozos coming up here for the game tomorrow? No, I got to do. Pre, I'm doing pregame down here, so I'll, I will be uh, I will be down yeah. here doing pregame. So unfortunately, I will not budget, be there. There's that big budget kicking in again. Exactly. Can't even afford gas. <laughs> can't even afford a bus ticket to Seattle. <laughs> well, I was doing my radio show yesterday from the Central Barn Restaurant. Bellevue and Mike Jorgensen walked in. You guys know Jorgie? Oh, I oh, love Jorgie. He's a great guy. He's a dear friend. Yeah, he walked in. He walked into the bar doing some uh, some recon work for Lanning. He's on the staff now. He's, <laughs> he's, he's checking it out, man. Hey, was he wearing pants or shorts? That's the only question uh, about Jorgie. To be honest with wow, you, okay. Dude. There you go. Hey, yeah, Jorgie's right. hung. That's the rumor on the streets. Uh, you know, Softy. <laughs> wow. the, the, you just took that to a whole new level. Well, I mean, you kind of you brought it. You brought it there. I had to deliver. Uh, the one thing I've I've been curious about because I'm kind of with you, like. The numbers are numbers, but the opponents haven't been all that strong. In fact, some of the strength of schedule metrics say that these strength of schedules are not very good compared to some of the other schools we make fun of. I'm more curious, the 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 UW's pass attack last year was yeah, top-notch yeah. against Oregon. Oregon right. ran for 300 yards. They had nine more minutes of time of possession. Right. I think UW's pass attack is somehow better this year given they have a year in the system. But well, down here, yeah. you point to those numbers, it's kind of what everybody says Oregon needs to do to win the game, but they did it last year and they didn't win the game. Right, right. Well, because I thought there were two key moments in the game. Actually, there were three key moments in the game. Number one was Alex Cook's hit on Bo Nix that knocked him out of the game. All right? And I, by the way, the amount of crying and whining and sniveling that I've heard from Oregon fans since that hit by Alex Cook is unbelievable, man. It's an illegal hit. He should have been ejected. He should have been penalized. Are you kidding me? Is that how soft you people down there have become that a safety takes a legal hit on a quarterback, knocks him out of the game, and you guys are whining and crying? You know who's not whining and crying about that hit? Bo Nix. You know who else isn't whining and crying? Dan Lanning. Unbelievable amount of sniveling from the Oregon fan base after that hit a year ago. That's number one. Number two, Fourth on fourth down. I mean, look, Whittington was going to get blown up by Eddie Olafoscio anyway on that play, but that was a boneheaded call uh, by Oregon. And then number three, let's not forget, guys, Michael Penix threw a pick at the one-yard line last year in this game, right into the teeth of the defense, right over the seam to the post. So three key plays that could have made this game go either way. Either A, it could have been a 10-point win for UW, or B, it could have been a win for Oregon. But here's the funny thing about this game tomorrow, and I don't know if you guys feel this way or not. I don't think this is the last time these two teams are going to meet. How about that? Yeah, I agree with you there. I agree with it. That's almost the silver lining of the winner or the loser. It's going to be a tight game, and I think we're going to see it again because they're the two best teams in the uh, in the conference. Softy, KJR in Seattle. He's having fun all week. We always love bringing him on this week. My co-host love to watch us uh, watch us spar when Oregon and Washington meet. I hate you, and have fun getting your ass whooped tomorrow, and thanks as always, Softy. 
Sorry, your phone's breaking up. What was that? I didn't hear you. Huh? Hello? There you Hello? go. Dave Softyballer. I love it. You happy now? You happy now? Uh, yeah. He yeah. kind of gave me everything I wanted. Okay. I could see you chuckling, but it was like, a, I hate this guy so much. Chuckle. Yeah, just let him go. Let the, him go. The unfortunate thing is falling for the prank, and it is an obvious radio prank, but like... Our phones don't work 60% of the time, I we have, feel like. We have PTSD so, from it yeah. actually happening. So Our uh, signal's been cutting in and out all week, and our app doesn't work. And so, you know, when something when somebody tells us something has gone wrong, I tend to believe <laughs> that it's actually gone wrong. He's, hey, I, what was the last thing we talked about in the last segment before him? Coaching. And you were kind of like, meh. And it was, it, it seems to me, Dirt, it's the biggest thing to him. He thinks they clearly just, have look, an advantage in coaching. I did. Does that mean Arizona State has an advantage in coaching over Kalen DeBoer? I, is Herm Edwards a better coach than Kalen DeBoer? Well, I, I no. I'm just because they won the game last year. Is that how it works? Coaching advantage. I, I'm just telling you what he said. That was his takeaway. His takeaway is it's not numbers. It's coaching. All right. Some final thoughts on this game. I want to move on in the final hour to the rest of the college football slate. Get back into Oregon State and UCLA. Spring in line in the final hour. Get your fake sponsors in 503-864-6326. Back after this on The Fan. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Uh, I love it. Yeah, I just, look, I push back on the coaching advantage angle a little bit because I just think it's way too early to tell that stuff. Um, if Bo Nix doesn't get hurt at the end of the game last year, I believe Oregon wins. Maybe mm-hmm. I'm wrong on that, but I believe Oregon wins. If Oregon wins that game, is anybody going into this week saying it's a massive coaching advantage for Kalen DeBoer over Dan Lanning? Well, probably not. But I don't. So I, I, that, that's why I don't want to allow an, uh, an injury of impacting the end of a game. And I know that pisses off Husky fans. By the way, I've, I have not heard one rational minded Oregon fan say that that was a dirty hit that the player should have been ejected. Well, Twitter, I mean, that's he's talking stupid. about I, Twitter, sure. though. We've yeah. ne- nobody's ever said that. And we've never said that on our show. That was not a dirty hit. Nobody's, nobody with a rational brain's argued that. Anonymous trolls are on social media. Right. Um, and, and that's where I just, I, I don't know, I kind of chuckle at that. Maybe time will end up playing out that way and we look up and Kalen DeBoer wins it again this year you go into the Big Ten and Kalen DeBoer is winning this game on a very regular basis and you're like damn they seriously have a coaching advantage here I'm just not willing to do that after one season in which your starting quarterback got hurt on the last two possessions similarly if Michael Penix had gotten hurt in the final five minutes of that game last year and Oregon won and took control after he got hurt, I wouldn't say that Dan Lanning has a coaching advantage over Kalen DeBoer. Well, I think the thing for him, though, is like I don't know how many people are saying the coaching advantage in this game is a thing. I was just more curious how big it is for Lanning in year two, rival, you know, last year ending the way it kind of did for them. This, mm-hmm. is, this, is the mo- this is the biggest spot that this game has ever seen. We have never had a bigger game Top than this matchup. between these two teams Ever. You can talk about, well, this year and, and what it meant for UW that year and this year with Oregon. This There is nothing bigger ever that has happened in this matchup than this this game this weekend. He thinks there's a coaching advantage with Grubb, uh, with DeBoer, and that's fine. I don't know how many people agree with him versus how many people are in your camp of, I don't really know if last year was so much about coaching as it was timely injury and bad things happening to one team mm-hmm. versus the other team catching that break. I don't know what that is. I tend to believe more people are kind of with you in the it's too early to tell. 
But I do think there's going to be a takeaway Monday if Washington wins that game, whether whether it's a penalty or a, a dropped punt or it's something dumb, no matter what, kind of like last year, I do think you're going to get more people starting to go, well, there's a coaching advantage. And, and, and I don't, again, I don't think anybody's seat is on fire, warm, any of that. But going 0-3 in these kinds of games is not going to sit well with some people. It doesn't mean, again, change is needed or this or that. But I think today, not as many people on the coaching thing. If UW wins, it might be a little different come Monday. See, and this is where I, I, it's almost laughable to be like, if Oregon wins this game by two touchdowns, what does it say about Kalen DeBoer? I don't know if it says anything about Kalen DeBoer for people as much as like hell of a game by Oregon, Dan sure. Landing, and the staff of what they did on Saturday. And that would be my reaction if Washington wins the game. It's a hell of a job by their staff. Let's see where it goes in the future, and let's see where it goes the rest of the season because there's a very good chance that these two teams meet again in the Pac-12 title game without home field advantage on the line. There, there's, right? a, there's a good chance. So, I, 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 um, I, the one thing I would say with listeners and the cocky sniff and dirt thing the only pushback I would give to what you were doing was you went through the schedule and just like win, 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 win. And college football just tends to kick us in the nuts when we think that. Mm-hmm. I mean, that could happen to my team this weekend. I'm like irrationally confident about their home game against UCLA. College football could kick me right square in the nuts and be like, mm, not totally. so fast, my friend. Totally. And so like I'm not willing to play that game, but I'm I'm kind of with you in the opinion of right now these two feel a little different than everybody else. But the season, I mean, it's October 13th right now. So I don't know what's going to happen on the schedules for both of these teams. Got a long ways to go, and it all starts tomorrow in Seattle. I can't wait. Twelve thirty, right here on the fan. We got a lot. Are to you doing okay? I'm doing great. Man. I feel like sometimes you hate me for putting you <laughs> in these spots where you get. Well, the so- look, I, Softy's good at what he does. I also think it's just like it. <laughs> Say it. Come on. It's just throwing red meat out to people who hate Oregon. Is all that it is. That's all that it is. Like yeah. there's no there's not a real rational take there. There's not a lot of nuance to an argument. It's just screaming and yelling and dominating a conversation and he's incredibly talented at what he does. Yeah. Um I but I I do I get frustrated sometimes when we have him on the show. No doubt about it. I I understand it. I think I need to stop. Like imagine just an Oregon State UCLA me bringing on somebody from UCLA side who just screams at you for 10 minutes about how much your team sucks. You did. Colin Wilson at 6:30 <laughs> and Wayne Cook earlier. You did I didn't it twice book, to me. How I dare you? I didn't book either of them. <laughs> I don't book the games. That may or may not have been my job. (laughs) Now you know why I'm in therapy. I think the one thing that he would say that you agreed with, and I kind of agreed with this too, Mm -hmm. you can break numbers down. You can do strength of schedule ranking. He's kind of right. 5-0 and and 5-0. and Who the hell have you played? Totally. No matter what injuries happen in different teams, all of those teams largely suck. So Saturday is kind of our first, all right, now we kind of find out. Oregon's defense... Oregon's offense, Washington's defense, Washington's offense. Absolutely, I totally agree with that take. We got a lot to get to in the final hour. Get your uh, Spriggan line sponsors in 503-864-6326. We'll do them coming up at 830. Uh, I want to get to a couple of thoughts in college football. Some more on the Oregon State UCLA game, Notre Dame, and USC. It is a loaded, loaded weekend. We got a loaded final hour. Don't go anywhere. Dirt and Sprague on 1080 The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, 
celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 